We thank Mike Patraglia, Trags, the legend formerly of WEEI now, of course, in Cincinnati for his insight and information. That was some uh, great perspective, just like you who are watching right now on YouTube. Get some great perspective as Andy gives you his shimmy Grinch. He's kind of doing a truffle shuffle in his <laughs> ugly Grinch sweater. And I'm going to tell you, folks, we need things like this right now. We need Andy's big Grinch energy because when the schedule came out, Andy, this game was a circle it, mark it down on the calendar, get ready for it. A Christmas Eve affair with two teams that will likely be competing for playoff spots. That much is still true, but the directions both teams are headed couldn't be more different. The Bengals come in white hot, and I mean like their color rush, white Bengal tiger uniform hot. Sweet. Winners, super sweet uniforms, by the way. Pat the Patriot, great alt, and those white Bengal tiger outfits, they are fire. They have won six games in a row. Few teams, if any, are playing better in the NFL right now. Uh, it's going to be ice, 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 like as Gronk used to say, freezy, freezy out there at Gillette for the Christmas Eve 1 p.m. kickoff. The Bengals are doing everything right as of right now, and the Patriots are doing pretty much most everything wrong right now. Bengals have a top 10 defense. They don't do anything exceptionally well, but they play sound, fundamentally strong defense. Their offense, sixth ranked in the NFL. They're doing everything right on offense. They have elite receivers. They have a solid running game with a power back. They can catch the ball well coming out of the backfield. The dangers of Joe Mixon at every single level. And there's no one who is playing their position better right now than Joe Burrow, who is, I think, legitimately entered the MVP conversation in addition to locking down uh, perhaps the AFC North. And if there's a slip up by KC or Buffalo the rest of the way, hell, the Bengals could be competing for the number one spot if they win out. This game means a lot to them, and our New England Patriots season is hanging in the balance. Andy, tell me how in the world this fragile, beaten down, emotionally delicate, injured, wounded Patriots team can keep up with the Bengals on Saturday. Excuse me, did, did you say um, keep up with the uh, – they can't. Back to you, Fitz. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, once again, Andy Hart live in the field reporting on your New England Patriots. Happy holidays, everyone, from Six Rings. Like, you um, enumerated the the statistics and the, the things they're good at. Like, to me, it boils down to much simpler things. The Bengals under Joe Burrow don't believe they can lose. The Patriots under Mac Jones and, by extension, Matt Patricia – aren't sure they can win, aren't sure they can do the job. And I just think it's a fundamental difference in confidence, swagger, coolness, whatever you want to call it. And, oh, can I submit an early question for next week's Six Rings mailbag with you and, and Shime? Hey, Shime, um, is you saying the Bengals should pass on Joe Burrow the worst sports take you've ever had? I'll hang up and listen. Could it be could it be the worst take in town since Greg <laughs> Bedard said I don't understand why the Patriots drafted Rob Grant? I mean, it's truly one of the Hall worst of takes of all. It's Hall of Fame worthy. Like no it's question. Great. It's like it may not be on freezing cold takes Mount Rushmore of terrible takes, but it has entry to the park. Uh, it might be on Mount Rushmore, but I'll let Shime discuss that with you next week. Uh, so yeah, no, it's the reality is like I was just looking and and, and you said some of them and then. One of the things that jumped out for me, just from a play playmaking perspective, mm -hmm. we know that they have a litany of receivers, Jamar Chase, but then also Boyd and Higgins and everything they can do. Any one of them would be a number one receiver in Foxborough. 
each one of them has a touchdown of 60 yards or longer. The Patriots have one receiver all year with a with a touchdown of 40 yards or longer. And Aguilar scored. That's it. Like they can do things. No, no. Oh, a receiver. Yes, because because Marcus Jones had a touchdown. Yeah, I don't count. Longer. I don't count bubble screens to my punt returner. Sorry, don't count those. You know, well, I mean, the 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 NFL does. So yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it'll be in the media guide. Can, yeah, uh, yeah. You can Andy, it was literally right the it was literally the only exciting play in the last month. Exactly. So like, there's <sighs> and then defensively, they're good. They're not great, but they're good. Obviously, they're very all, good. We they're saw very the turnovers good. last week and. You just go down the numbers like they're fifth in the NFL in turnover differential. Like they're going to win the turnover game. Like, so you're not going to pull that as you're upset. And one of the weird things is like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that we were uh, reared by the side of uh, a, a, a Patriots parent who told us that winning the turnover battle was important to winning football games. Indeed. Indeed. Yes, it is. Yes. Thank you. So, so you can't, I mean, you can hold out hope that you can steal the game by winning the turnover battle and that Joe Burrow has a bad day or something, or, you know, balls are deflecting off his receivers, but it's, it's hope. It's, it's not like a realistic plan of attack. And I would even go back to where I started, forget the talent differential because the the Mm -hmm. talent, it's a massive gap between the two teams. I'm not sure you're in a mental state to compete. I don't know that you trust your quarterback or like your quarterback's energy right now. I don't think you trust your play caller. Can, let me ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. So it's it's Christmas week. So, you know, what would you so like I've for Christmas told. kind of thing? Yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Um, yeah, and by the way, I will not be out working the parking lot before the game, making a tailgate video, asking Patriots fans, what do you guys want for Christmas this year? Because I can only hear a new offensive coordinator so many times from the mouths of Pats fans. That's my question because I've been battling with some people on Twitter of late. I know that's hard for you to believe that I'm battling with people. On you, Twitter. me, the Grinch. <laughs> Um, But let's just say you get one Christmas wish and change to the Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. Would, would And I'm going to give you two simple options because both people, believe it or not, have asked for these. And di- would you rather have a change at play caller, give mm-hmm. Nick Cayley the opportunity to to call plays, mm-hmm. or would you change the quarterback? Is the quarterback a a net negative to the offense emotionally and physically right now? Okay, there's a much greater chance that we will see a change at quarterback, given that Bill Belichick didn't even guarantee Mac Jones' starting job the rest of the way this season, and we've heard that they could potentially be at odds. Tom Curran coming on the air this week telling us that he thinks that Mac Jones is quickly not making an enemy of Bill Belichick or – Finding his, he could be more finding his way onto Bill Belichick's naughty list, and we're talking like Not up head. the top of the naughty list. So at this point, as as much as I have staunchly defended Mac Jones, and I still believe, and I was saying this on the Mailbag podcast yesterday. And by the way, if you want a really depressing listen, folks, go go ahead and go back and listen to that one. That was a real fun thirty minutes of a Pats fan slowly melting down one email at a time. I, I at this point now, I consider Mac Jones's season such a wash, Andy. It is such a complete negative that I would almost rather the Patriots sit him down the rest of the season at this point and stop doing further damage to his psyche, to his ability to to his ability to run a functional NFL offense. Just let Zappy play it out. Like honestly, at this point, it's such a mess. They have done so much damage to the offense and this kid in his second year. Sit him down, and and then if Zappy does play well. Maybe great. If Belichick is hell bent on keeping Patricia, then fine. Then you deal. Then you go to Mac. You go to Robert Kraft and you say, like, we think this is our our system going forward. 
So first of all, if you if you sit Mac down and don't coincide it with he was placed on IR with an ankle injury or something. Well, there was a limp in the locker room yesterday, but some people disagreed on it. But that's well, fine. To me, you have to mask it with a, with a facade of injury or something because otherwise, I think, flu. Yes, I think you end his career as the franchise quarterback of the Patriots if you just flat out bench him and put Zappy back in, regardless of how well Zappy plays. Um, but I would also say this: I believe that if Bill Belichick decides to pull the plug on Mac Jones right now, or even after the season in three mm -hmm. weeks. Mm -hmm. I believe he's pulling the plug on the Bill Belichick era in New England. I don't think you, with a straight face, can go to Robert Kraft and say, Robert, remember last January when I told you we had our franchise quarterback and you were going out there saying, hey, we have our coach and our QB, and that's a key starting point in the NFL? Yeah, I no longer believe that, Robert. I think Mac's not the guy. Then I think Robert goes, well, I need if you changed your mind that quickly, I need to reassess as whether you're the guy because you made a terrible decision this year with your offensive coordinator. So – I think Bill is stuck with Mac, even though he may be annoyed by his emotion and his, you know, insubordination and conduct and all those things. But I think he's stuck with him. He's married to him because I think he'd be undercutting his own leadership and potential uh, future in Foxborough. So I think the easy answer, the simple answer is Nick Cayley calls plays and I've asked why he can't, and the mm -hmm. only thing that Andy Gresh, as we've debated this on WEEI this week, has come up with is because it makes Matt look bad. It makes Bill look bad. Like, yo. They can't the look any worse. Mango. They cannot look that, any worse. My response was, what makes Matt Patricia look worse? Him taking the field to call plays or him not taking the field? Like, it's an he embarrassment. can't look worse. Right. This offense cannot look worse. The New England Patriots have quit in, in, in the, over the course, and there are 500 teams since Tom Brady left town at this point. The New England Patriots have gone from the gold standard of professional North American sporting excellence to a punchline in their own league, division, and conference because of the way they played. And listen, everyone being so miserable this week, everyone being so down, Mike Reese reporting that the locker room was so fragile, this team needs something good to happen to them. Fragile. It's a fragile. I, I, I apologize. Watch out. You shoot your eye out, kid. Is because it's not just the Las Vegas lateral. It's not just what jo Jacoby Myers did. That was endemic of everything that's going on with this team. But that didn't ruin the season. That will be the signature play people will look at when they say like, wow, how did the Patriots torpedo their season? And why did it go south so quickly? It's like Matt Patricia. It's Matt. It's Matt. It's I feel so. It's in Bill Belichick. It's because well, Bill yeah. Belichick put Patricia in that position. And Patricia it's said really, yes. really, really, it's terrible. And and yes, it should stop. But they're not going to put Nikaeli in right now. And so we're going to be stuck with more quick game with it being 12 degrees outside on Saturday afternoon against a defense that is going to feast on and tee off on this team. And then the Patriots, who likely will be without several starters once again, only Sam Hubbard being the, 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 the lone impact player who likely won't play for the Bengals. They're going to feast on that, and they're going to have to contend with one of the best offenses on a team competing for the number one seed overall. So two things. I refuse to give up on the idea that they could turn to Nick Cayley. I refuse. I refuse to think Bill Belichick per puts personal relationships and his affinity for Matt Patricia ahead of the best interests of the football team because the best interests of the football team are not served by Matt Patricia being out there. 
And I'd also like to point out Correct. just how bad things have gotten with the offense. So on one night, how on, bad have they gotten, Andy? Well, see, on one night on Sports Center, a noted Patriot hater and former Steelers safety Ryan Clark is mocking them, giving them the Dumb and Dumber Award, saying they're the worst coached offense in the history of offenses, which people can take with a grain of salt. One day later, noted Fob, yes, that means friend of Bill Belichick, and former Patriots assistant Michael Lombardi said, mm -hmm. "Quote." You could do a 30 for 30 on how bad the Patriots offense is this year. That's a friendly media member. That's oh a guy who airs on the said, Lombardi said that? Absolutely said that. Oh, so dear. it is no longer an opinion that the Patriots offense is an embarrassment and sucks. It is now a widely held fact by friends and foes alike. And this is forgetting all the previous ones, the Dan mm -hmm. Arlovskis, the Kurt Warner, whoever you want to put in that boat. Joe, it's now Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Like, uh, in you know, a world where unanim Doma. unanimous opinions are impossible to find on anything, it's now basically unanimous that the Patriots offense is a joke. And the Patriots offense that's a joke is going up against one of the better offenses in football that has a pretty good defense to go along with it. So I think we're left with a game that, um, other than a Christmas miracle, you lose, <laughs> but but is there any chance? No. And let's wrap with this. Um, no. Is there any chance that said Christmas miracle is performed, Andy? That Matt Patricia and Bill Belichick have a little come to baby Jesus moment and say like this all hasn't worked, so we have to call and look at this game drastically different than every other game. We can't keep doing what we've done. Like the players, the players are all going to quit. We're, then the, the fans will turn on us even worse. We can't be more of a national punchline. We're going to get embarrassed at home on Christmas Eve in front of a large audience of people sitting at home, drinking nog and wrapping presents. Like, can they go about this game differently? Is there anything they can do? Just try, go deep, do, like scrap the short game. Jeff uh, available? And can you plant him in the uh, tunnel at Gillette Stadium? And, and, with a long, and again, long this goal? goes back to why I would honestly, like, you've broken Mac Jones. Like, you have broken him to a point where anything he has done in the 2022 season, to me, almost should be expunged from his record. It should just be like a nice, clear, crisp, whiteout line right across his statistical line for however long he plays in the NFL. Yep. He needs to, like, do everything he can to forget this season because it has been an abject nightmare for him physically, emotionally, and psychologically. That's why I almost would play Zappy at this point. Like, here, fans, you can watch something different. Here, we've we've broken this kid. Like, he needs to reboot next year. So you have you do have no idea if Mac Jones is your franchise quarterback now because of what you've done to him this year and how how putrid the offense has been. Um, and I yeah. can't believe. And you're right, Andy. Bill Belichick continues to tell us he always does what's in the best interest of the football team. And at this point now, as much as I would want to walk up to him and say, thanks for everything you've done for Patriots Nation, the first thing I might say to him is, sir, I don't believe you. Yeah, I, I and you can't because my old boss, Fred Kirsch, used to always just go with, look at his actions, not his words. Whenever yep. you're assessing Bill Belichick, go with his actions. And his actions right now are, are you can't defend them. Like, it's just the reality. So as we wrap this up, um, I'm going to stun you by picking the Bengals to win uh, 30 to 17, uh, oh. because even let's just say Nick Cayley is given the reins and oh my God, they drive right down the field and oh my God, they drive down the field again. I don't have any faith that you can win a shootout with the Bengals. So even if somehow Christmas miracle, we hear the bell ringing and everybody's mm -hmm. happy. Okay. So maybe instead of 30 to 17, you lose, like I'm predicting, maybe mm -hmm. you lose uh 38, 35 in a shootout, but. Oh, what a, you know, I would, that would honestly be like a gift under the tree. Orgasmic. It, 
I wasn't expecting that word, but okay. I'm glad you went there. Yeah. It would be nogtastic. It would be yes, it, it would be an absolute thrill. It would be like at least we'd be doing a six rings post game show on Christmas Eve talking about how the Patriots fight now. Then we'd all be full of regret and remorse. Like, why didn't you play like that more? This offense was available to you. You could have sure. continued the momentum you built last year, but you took so many steps backward. I'm gonna give you Bengals 23, Patriots 13. I just I think if they can I, I don't see Matt Patricia getting out of his own way. I see the Bengals stymieing the Patriots offense. I see people like lone pro bowler Matthew Judon playing with as much pride as possible. I see Uche continuing to build his stats. He actually is somebody who has taken strides forward this year. There'll be there'll be a lot of Patriots players playing with their last bits of pride. They're gonna try to represent themselves, maybe not even the franchise as well. Uh, I think they lose a tough one. The Bengals win their seventh in a row. And then we're left just discussing, like, what can we make of the final two games and what is likely a lost season? Yes, you're hearing this from uh, noted analyst Andy Hart. Yes, you're hearing this from super fan Nick Fitzy Stevens. They they done broke us all. It is what it is. It is what it is. Thanks, Andy. We also give thanks to Trags for joining us earlier and Christian Arcan on WEEI. This has been the Six Rings preview edition Patriots and Bengals. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for making this such a fun community to talk Patriots and commiserate together. I wish there was more celebration. There's been way too much commiseration. Andy and I will be with you live right after Bengals at Patriots from 4 to 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve. So make sure you tune in. Tell your friends about the podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, and try to be good to each other. Tis the season and we all could use a little more merry in our lives. Fahat! This is Fitzy. Thanks for listening. Good day, God bless, and whoa, Pats.